0: Welcome to the Rebecca Adahill podcast. I want to start off by saying that I want my name to remind you to go and live your life big, to take risks, to go all in and write one hell of a story with the one life you know that you have. I'm a seven-figure business mentor, wife, and mother of three, and I'm here to share my journey with you as I am constantly moving in the direction of more, more bigness, more impact, more wealth, more depth, and more life. My aim with this podcast is to activate and inspire you to go and live your life big in the fullest, most passionate way. I'm so glad that you are here, so let's dive right in. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Rebecca Ada Hill podcast. I am so happy to be back here for another episode. I am currently smiling from ear to ear. I have butterflies in my stomach. Oh my goodness, so much has happened since I last sat down and recorded an episode, which is literally less than a week ago. But oh, My goodness, have I had a week. A couple of days ago, I went up to Brisbane to attend Gabby Bernstein's live event up in Brisbane. I have been a follower of hers for the past couple of years, maybe two and a half years. I have followed her and her work, and my first ever work that I did with her was actually her manifestation course, um, her 30 day manifestation program. And that is how I manifested um, the house that we live in today, our, our dream home. And I just want to take you down memory lane of that moment. So basically, My husband and I, we were sitting in the car driving down to go and look at this house together. He had looked at a few houses and I had not come to them because I'd been busy with work and whatever else. And then this one property came up online and timings were just divine so I could make it. And we were driving down the M1 and I said to my husband, I said, I'm doing this 30-day manifestation challenge. Um, do you mind if I just listen to um, this meditation before we get to the house? He was like, of course. Okay, great. I put my headphones in and it is this beautiful meditation where where and, and how and how you should ask for a sign from the universe, basically. And obviously, we were going down to look at this house, and I was so excited. And I closed my eyes, and you had to think about the question you wanted to ask the universe. And basically, my question was, is, I named the address, is this home our dream home? please show me a sign if this is our dream home. Show me if we should buy this home. And then she goes on in the meditation. Basically, she says, now when you ask for a sign, don't fight it. Don't try and calculate it. And And say something that you know you are going to see when you walk at the front of your house or something that you're going to see when you go into that, you know, cafe or that kitchen or you look at your car or like whatever that is. So like don't fight it and don't try and calculate it. But the first thing that drops into your mind, that's the sign. And I sit there and it's the beginning of January. And I close my eyes, and the first thing that pops into my mind is a reindeer. And I was thinking to myself, fucking hell, a reindeer. I'm like, Christmas is over. I'm on the M1 in Australia, driving down to look at this house. Like, of course, I'm not going to see a reindeer. Like, come on. (laughs) anyhow and I opened up my eyes and I said okay I'm not going to fight it I'm just going to trust that maybe this is not the house whatever but I kind of started to almost lose hope a little bit because I'm like what are the odds that I'm going to see a deer anyhow I was chatting to my husband and he goes I really want to take you to this cafe in in Corumban he said it's called Dust Temple and if you're a local on the Gold Coast no doubt you've heard about Dust Temple otherwise go and check it out and he said, it's really cool. I think you're going to like it. It's such a vibe. And I'll just pop in quickly so we can, we can get some coffees. He said, yeah, perfect. He goes, we were just a little bit early, so we've got plenty of time. And we took a detour and we went into this cafe. And he said, we couldn't find a park. And normally he would always run in and get the coffees. And he said, well, how about you run in? Because I really wanted to see you know, what it looks like. I wanted to see the vibe in there. I said, okay, I jumped out. And I walked up to the counter to order our coffees. And I look up to the right. And guess what's on the fucking wall? A reindeer. A stuffed reindeer on the wall. I looked at that reindeer and I was like, fuck off, and I dropped to the ground. I was like, "Is someone taking the piss right now? Is this actually happening?" Because one thing the Gabby said in the meditation, she goes, "How?" Th- the question was, "How do I know if I have received my sign?" And her answer was, "The sign is going to be the fucking size of a billboard." And I'm like, "Well, then my chances are even lower because I'm like, I'm not going to see a billboard of, of a reindeer or whatever." And I see this stuffed reindeer on the wall. I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I walked out to my husband. And I'm like, Brody, you're not going to believe what happened in there. He was like, tell me. And I hadn't told him anything about this meditation. I hadn't told him. I, I told him I was doing a meditation. But I hadn't told him um, what it was about and that I asked for a sign. I just kept that to myself because I just wanted it to be mine. And I didn't want him to start to look for the sign. I just wanted to feel into this if this is you know, if this would work for me. And I was like, this happened, I did this meditation, I asked for a sign, the reindeer popped into my mind and I got really disappointed because we were driving on the M1 and then you took a detour into Dust Temple and I walk in and there's a fucking reindeer on the on the wall. He was like, no way. I was like, wait. I was like, and I'm telling you, this house, I know we haven't seen it, but this house is ours. We are going to buy this house. We walked into the house and we ended up taking different um, ways. So basically, he walked into a bedroom first and I kind of went to the kitchen area and then he went downstairs, I went upstairs, and then we met at the top of the stairs. And there was a couple of other people there and we just looked at each other. And I burst into tears. And Brody said to me, he just looked at me, he goes, I love it. And I was like, I love it too. We're like, this is it. This is it. I don't want to look at any more properties. We canceled every single inspection we had after. And we were like, this is it. This is our home. I can see it. It's perfect. It's everything. This home is ours. Literally as we were driving out the driveway. We put the offer in and we're like, yep, sure settlement, here it is what you're asking for, let's go. The real estate agent called us back that night and he goes, Rebecca, someone has just made the exact same offer as you, the same settlement terms, everything is exactly the same. If you want to make a counter offer, you can, but... um yeah, I just wanted to give you an opportunity. And I was like, oh my gosh. I said, you told me if we got this, we could buy it. He was like, there was nothing I can do. I can show you the text message. Anyhow, we end up making a counter offer and we just added on 10K to the sale price. He's like, okay, great. I'll take this to the owners and I'll go back to the other party as well because I want to be fair and I'll call you back. And he called me back and he goes, Rebecca, I've got some bad news. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you were the underbidders. He goes, the other party, they made the counteroffer. I'm just calling you to let you know that you didn't get the house. And my heart, I, oh my God, I felt so sick. And I said, what do you mean? what do you mean this house is ours? And I said, have you told them yet? Have you told them yet? He was like, told who? I was like, have you told the other party that they got the house? He was like, no, because I'm calling you first to let you know that you didn't get it. I'm about to call them to give them the good news. And I was like, do not call them because the house is ours. Give the owners another 10K and we'll do an even shorter settlement. He was like, what? Like, are you adding on another 10K? I said, yes, give them another 10K. So 20K all up, blah, 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 blah. Call me back with some good news. Do not call me unless you have good news. The house is ours. He was like, okay, okay, okay. He hung up the phone and I put the kids to bed and I felt so sick in my stomach. And then he called me back. It was like 8.45 at night. And he called me back. And I was like, please tell me you have some good news for us. And he said, Rebecca, congratulations. The house is yours. Brody and I, oh my gosh, I'm getting full body goosebumps. Brody and I screamed and we were so happy. We were crying and we, oh my gosh, we got the house. I'm actually getting emotional talking about it because. Oh my gosh, it meant so much to us. It meant so much and we thought we couldn't have it and then we added on another 10K and we're like, we'll figure it out, we'll do it, we'll do it. And we got the house and I'm so proud of us. I'm so happy. We got the house and we were the overbidders, if that's a word, by $1,000. So when he called the other party back, they thought they were way under. They thought that we had gone way over, so they did not even make a second counteroffer. And we got the house. And we moved into that house. I remember when we woke up in the morning. It was the 22nd of the second, 2022. Two, 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 two. And it was twenty-two degrees outside, and I remember taking this video of Brody, and you know you can swipe up on your Instagram story, and then you can like select the temperature, and it was like two, 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 two like it was so many fucking twos on that screen, <laughs> and I just had such pinch me moment. And since then, I obviously I have this really spiritual connection to reindeers because he gave me the complete trust that. Um, the house was ours, so I'm messaging Gabby, and I just thanked her for, you know, providing me with this, you know, beautiful meditation and the manifestation course, and how that has truly changed my life. And anyhow, that was a beautiful little side story before I begin to share with you because she had had a tremendous, obviously, impact on me and my family. And I was driving up to Brisbane with a friend of mine, beautiful Dante and I had got us tickets to go and see Gabby and they said in the beginning of the show that there's going to be an opportunity for a few selected ones to go up on stage and ask Gabby a question and one of my biggest dreams and also the direction that I'm heading in right now is to get myself up on stage I know that's where I belong. I love speaking. I love to be in front of big crowds. It's just home for me. It's home. Maybe this is because of my background in dancing. I've danced my whole life. I'm very comfortable on stage. I love expressing myself. Um, you know, speaking and communicating and and working the energy of a room. It's like nothing. I thrive so much in those settings. So I knew I had to be up on that stage. And I looked at Dante and I said, I'm going to I'm going to get up there. I know I'm going to get up there. And she's like, "Yep. You are." She's like they just have to see you. And I said, "Yep, they do." And when we had a break, it was like so many people that just moved to the front of the stage to get chosen. And I just had this feeling because I had manifested this moment that I would walk up on stage. I could see the lighting, even the way Oh my gosh, I'm getting, my heart is like pounding as I'm sharing this story because it's like I'm reliving the moment. And also, as I've shared with you in previous episodes, before the moment has happened, when I'm visualizing the moment, it's like I'm living the moment already. Anyhow, there was a lot of people there and everyone got to submit Their question that they wanted to ask, and if they thought that the question was good, they got invited up on stage and they got to sit down. And there was only like four out of, I don't know how many people that actually asked to come up. And the girl said, I'm going to send you a text message if you are the chosen one. And of course, five minutes later, there's a text message. Hi, Rebecca, we would love to invite you up on stage. You're one of the chosen ones to come up on stage. We would love to have you. And I was like, of course they chose me. Of course they fucking chose me. Because I had visualized this exact moment from the sign of oh my gosh, I'm getting goosebumps. Even to what side of, of the stage I walked up on. And and the look out to the audience, the little wave that I gave them, the way I sat down. On that white chair, it was like I had done that a thousand times in my mind. But now it was actually my physical body moving as well. It was the most profound thing I have ever experienced. Because when I walk there, I was like, I, I have been here a thousand times. And I walked up on stage and I'm nervous. I'm scared my heart is pounding. I can feel my breath. You know, when your breath is like up in your throat and you can almost feel like you just feel nervous. It's all adrenaline and nerves. And there was like over a thousand people in that crowd. So it was a lot of people. And I sat down next to Gabby Bernstein and we just got chatting. And my question for her was a little bit different to all of the other questions that other people from the audience and the other people that got chosen to come up on stage. There was a lot of um, conversations around terrible trauma and a lot of heartache and wounds and loss of faith, and it was a lot of heaviness in the room. I my question was a little bit different, and I made that very clear when I submitted my question that maybe my question will be a little bit controversial because it's going to be a little bit different to the um, I guess they the, the energy of, of the room and the conversations that people had had up until that point. And I sat down and she asked me, well, what question do you want to ask me? And I said, well, Gabby, over the past couple of years, I have had this incredible growth journey. I've gone through this tremendous, beautiful, significant growth. I, I said, I'm a mother of three. I'm very successful. I feel very abundant. I've got a beautiful marriage, beautiful relationship with my husband. got beautiful little children. So I've got all the money coming in. And everything that I do just happens. Like this moment right here. And there is a part of me that worries that I'm going to leave people behind Or that people are not going to be able to relate to me. And I'm also really scared of people judging me and feeling triggered by my success. That was my question for her. And I am really proud of myself to have the courage to ask a question when I knew potentially there could be a lot of judgment in that. That the story I kept playing in my mind was like the people would say, Oh, poor Rebecca, she's so scared that she's going to be so successful. There was a part of me that kind of played that in my mind. But then I thought about it for a moment and I said, This is real. This is actually real. And when we're talking about tall poppy syndrome and not being too much, not too good, not too rich, not too all of those things, it's actually real. And I think everything that I have done to date and, and, By no means have my path been just like a straight, beautiful line with no hiccups and everything is just gone to plan always. I'm not saying that, but I have had a lot of success in a short amount of time. And as soon as I set my mind on something, I achieve it. I do. And I can say that with confidence. Like I know that I'm going to have my own stage And an event that will completely sell out, I know that that's gonna be my path and it's gonna happen very soon. And it will continue to happen, it will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I know that's my path. And I have no doubt in my mind that that won't happen. I know it's gonna happen. And this is with everything that I do. I knew that my mastermind would sell out, I knew that my retreat would sell out. I knew that my following would grow. I knew the clients would come and pay me in full. I knew that I would have a 100 plus K month. I knew that I would make a quarter of a million dollars in sales in, in 30 days. I know that I would feel even more connected. I know that like all of the things that I have achieved, even my first ever episode, I, I am not surprised that I was out dancing with the Backstreet Boys until three in the morning. I'm not surprised because I move. And I was thinking about this in the moment as I was walking up on stage. Do it scared, Rebecca. And I'm telling you this right now. Do it scared. Do it any way. Because if you simply choose the path of least resistance, you're going to end up on the path where most people are at. And maybe that is not the life that you want to live, this mediocre kind of life. And if that is what you want, that is your thing. But at least you can own it and at least you can be true to what you want. But I know if you are listening to this, I also know that there is something about you that is really fucking special. That I know that you want to have a big life. That I know that you. Want to have great success, that you want to have. I know that you have a vision that is bigger than what your current circumstance is showing you. And I would love to hear if that's true. Drop into my DMs on Instagram if that is true for you. And this is the thing I did not get all of these things if I had not moved. And I do it scared. I move with fear. Fear is kind. Fear is something that I deeply crave. And when you learn to find safety in situations when you feel fear or when you're scared of judgment or when you are uncomfortable, when you learn to become one with that and to go, oh, Rebecca, I know you're feeling this right now, but this is just an edge. Keep moving. You are safe. This is just unfamiliar, but you are safe. Keep on moving. And I got chatting to Gabby and then next minute, I found myself (laughs) interviewing her. (laughs) I had this one question, but I could feel the frequency of the room shift and the amount of messages I have had from women that were at that event and said, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Thank you so much for asking her those questions, for shifting the frequency of the room. You were my favorite part. And, and I believe that is because I say the thing and I do the thing a lot of people want to do. I don't stop. I move. I take up space. I put myself in places where I know I belong. When I see an opportunity, I go after it if it aligns for me. It is that simple. Do I feel scared? Yes. And I asked Gabby this. I said, do you ever feel fear? And how do you navigate that? And she goes, this is great. She goes, this is actually turning into a podcast interview right now. And I was like, fuck yeah, it is. Because this is all, all of these women, they want to know. And how do we navigate leaving people behind? How do we navigate not being relatable? How do we navigate becoming so successful that people are starting to take advantage of the friendship? How do we deal with people being so triggered by your success, they actually don't even want to see you win. They on purpose don't engage with you online, on purpose don't command you for all of your greatness. They on purpose lean back because they think if they cheer someone else on, that they are closer, that I'm not going to run away, that we're not going to run away. And honestly, that frequency, if, if this is like any part of you listening to this right now to go, oh, I actually do this do better. Because I can tell you right now, by cheering someone else on, it's not going to make your journey anything else than what you put into it. It will actually fast track your journey. The more you can celebrate others, the more you can cheer others on without feeling like you're going to hold back because you don't want to see them win, because that makes you look better. Like literally have an honest look at yourself. If there's a part of you their struggles with celebrating others, don't expect people to celebrate you. And understand, if you celebrate others, if you celebrate yourself, you are going to get everything that you want in more. I can promise you that. When I walked off stage 10 minutes later, I'm like, that was the start of something really special. Because I have never felt so at home. I felt like I found the version of me like I've always known that I would become. It was such a profound moment for me and I know that I will have my own show like that one day. And that will only happen if I keep moving. Because when you have clarity, there is nothing in your way that can stop you. When you have the clarity and you make the decision. And this is why I'm not surprised. I put up on my Instagram story that I literally had a quote-unquote, of course you did, Rebecca, moment. And the amount of people that have messaged me and said, of course you were up on stage with her, of course. And I'm like, of course, of course, because that's what I do. That's how I move. And the opportunities come to me because I'm open for the opportunities to come to me. This is what we get to do. This is what we get to choose. But before anyone else will choose you, you have to choose yourself first. And I will keep choosing myself over and over and over again, every single day. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Do I feel imposter syndrome sometimes? Yes, I do. Do I feel like I'm not good enough sometimes? Yes, sometimes I do. Do I feel like maybe I can't do all of these incredible things? Yes, I do. I have moments like that. But I know that is just fear. That is just fear. And that fear is just trying to keep me safe. And when I can look at those parts of myself and go, oh, I love you. You are just so fucking cute. You're trying to keep me so safe, so secure. I appreciate you. But I promise you, this path is safe. It is just unfamiliar. But if you keep on moving, move and ground, move and ground, you are going to. Create a life beyond your wildest dreams. I want to leave you with this. Don't live your life like you have two. You only have one. And you are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for the decisions that you make. You are responsible how you feel. Along the way, you are responsible for your whole experience. You are responsible for your life. And I want you to feel into the power of that and realize if you can simply trust yourself, this is not about asking for validation for someone else to believe in you. You have to believe in you. And when you believe in you, And when you continue to move, even though you are feeling a bit of a wobble here and there, keep moving. Don't ever steer off. Don't go off track. Keep on moving no matter what. And when you do something you are so passionate about, it will become a lifestyle. What I do right now, it's a part of who I am. This is not work. I don't have a job. This is a part of who I am. This is a part of the legacy I want to leave. This is a part of, it's simply an extension of who I am. And this is what you get to do. And this is why I will never burn out. I love every part of my life and you get to do that too. But that was a choice I had to make. And when every single time something does not feel good, or something does not feel right, I am responsible for changing it so I can continue moving on a path that really aligns with me. Have a beautiful rest of your day, morning, evening, wherever you are in the world. Sending you all so much love and I will see you back next week for another episode.